Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're going to be talking about five states that could legalize in 2021. We're also going to be talking about uh, cannabis being grown in the U.S. Botanical Gardens, and advocates have a new strategy for passing federal legalization. So let's just get right into it. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Tom. What's up? How's everybody doing today? Hopefully they're good. I'm trying to screw in my keef tray get it get it you hate that you have to get it like just lined up right otherwise the 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 screws hey check this out i got some of that kush kush you know they were on our show well a while yeah. ago kush kush and uh, i love this jar because so i opened it up i wanted to smell it earlier it has a little yep. seal pack on there so i right. wanted to uh I'll break that open oh my god very piney mm. a little le- le- uh citrusy that's uh, very yummy. Uh, gelato Larry strain? Oh, I guess not, because you just told us the name of the strain. Oh, we got another one going later on. Of though. course. But I love the cannabis companies that do that. They put the nitrogen in it, and then they seal it like it's medicine, and that can elongate shelf life and freshness. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a really good best practice. It's one of the, the downsides of homegrown. But then if you keep your homegrown right, uh, you have it for months, if not years. But then that stuff, I mean, they... They seal it in there with nitrogen so that the oxygen is not even in there trying to screw up your your terpene profile. Well, even like, I mean, like, yeah, you can make something preserve and last a while, like a wine, a good something, whatever it is you like. But I mean, really, it's not going to last that long on my house. Like this one was harvested on 322 a month ago. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Like I can't wait to tap into it. Right amount of drying, right amount of curing. Hopefully at least three weeks. Yeah. Oh, man. I tell you, so we're getting ready for Ohio. Ohio is kind of exciting. There's going to be 73 new dispensaries opening in, Ohio, in Ohio, and they're doing it probably the way that states really should go about it uh, if they're trying to avoid lawsuits and open the market up to for more competition and for more participants. Uh, right. you, you hit a state threshold standard, and then you're entered into a lottery. Oh, Wow. And, and uh, you know what I like about Ohio, too? You know, I just had Ohio uh, normal Appalachian on and uh, they're doing a really cool strategy as far as uh, they're decriminalizing it state by city by city, county by county. You know, uh, that's their. And then now that with HB 210 coming up, they're going to try and decriminalize it statewide. So they're not legalizing it per se. They're just decriminalizing it with a home grow. So I thought that was a pretty great, uh, you know, uh, they got a lot of momentum. So it, lo- it looks good for Ohio. And uh, yeah. so if I want to do a dispensary, can I go to your page? Can I go to your website? Sure. Don't forget to visit CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and where you can go to How to Open a Dispensary in Ohio. This is one of our many series. And if you click that little hamburger menu next to the search bar, you'll see something called Map. Go to the map. And so uh, if you're on desktop, it's it's right there in the navigation menu. And you can click on your particular state. So go ahead and click on uh, something. The gray means there ain't nothing there. So uh, Kentucky. For example, uh, we just did one on Kentucky's ban of Delta 8. So if you have any questions about your state, go there, click on uh, the Get Started button and uh, sign up for our newsletter. I missed your video, but I saw some commentary on your video. Is Kentucky, is it banned, Delta 8 banned in Kentucky? 
I don't know. Uh, we're still trying to make sure that we can get all the right plaintiffs involved. And so if anybody mm. wants help, you can go to my, you can go to cannabis industry lawyer and click on the contact us button and, and get in touch with us that way, or give us a call or follow me on Instagram at cannabis industry lawyer. Uh, and there's definitely a claim of some sort in uh, Kentucky, the way that they are declaring what the law is from the department of agriculture's general counsel. And that's why, well, it's funny how now we're getting this pushback from the states, right? Right, because like the argument used to be states' rights, and now the states are saying that's not right. The federal government says, yeah, but hey, there's a lot of state action. I know Ohio's got good news, Kentucky and Delta Eight. Well, that stinks, but then there are still states that may legalize recreational or medical cannabis this year, and we're going to talk all about them. So thank you so much for tuning in uh, and hanging out. If you enjoy cannabis, click like. And subscribe to the channel for more information. So let's yeah. go over the states that might be legalizing this year. So uh, MJ Biz Daily says that several more states could legalize adult use or medical marijuana before their legislative sessions adjourn in 2021, possibly generating hundreds of millions of dollars in new business opportunities in the coming years. Now that New Jersey and New York legalize recreational marijuana programs, which together are expected to produce more than $4 billion in annual sales, it's two states, within a few years I, of launching. I'm just saying, come on. <laughs> yeah. Industry experts are, are keeping a close eye on the East Coast states of Connecticut, Delaware, and Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. Rhode Island, Delaware, Connecticut, Boston, uh, Massachusetts, Maine. You add up all of New England and you get like 15 million people. Uh, and so with uh, New Jersey's got nine million. New York's got about 19 million. So and then all of uh, New England now at 15 million. So you have like those 35 million people over in that area of the country just looking at Pennsylvania and going lame. And there's something to be said, though, about these states, right? They're like the colonial states. You know, if you think about it, like if we can lock these in, domino all the colonial states. uh, I mean, this is is a representation of American legalization, right? We got these progressive views of like just doing the right thing. Yep. But, you know, that's one of the things that I was not aware of until I looked it up because like we're getting ready for Connecticut as they're gearing up for a licensing round. And there's like three million people there. So like there's uh, New England's populationally dense uh, relative to like Illinois, where I'm at. But I love how uh, Marijuana Business Daily or MJ Biz Daily does cool graphics. And so maybe medicinal in South Carolina, Nebraska and Kansas. If I was going to roll the dice on that one, I'd say South Carolina, maybe Um, medical in North Carolina. I've seen some interesting bills in north carolina i've heard some rumblings and minnesota that's totally a dark horse i don't i don't know if minnesota's gonna do it well actually go ahead man i was gonna say let's not forget like as these uh, neighboring states watch their brothers and sisters flourish right like between just the the citizens uh, uh making revenue uh, the the police actually uh uh refocusing their 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 judicial like like crime like, like what is crime? Like, like there's a win-win in this freaking thing. And, and they're not seeing it right now because wait till the neighbors get better. I haven't, I'm, I'm living in a recreational state. I went to the store. I didn't get messed with. I, the world hasn't collapsed. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so like, it's, it's the states being the states, but then I don't like how some states legalize and then their administration tries to undo the will of the people. That's kind of going on right now in some of those states like Mississippi or South Dakota. We might actually have to declock our legalization map over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and and turn uh, South Dakota from dark green back to regular just mint green, you know, which would be uh, medical and not legal. And so it's it's frustrating that uh, even as people are trying to legalize, like in Florida or in any state where they have a ballot initiative, they make the ballot initiative process more difficult. Yeah. So it stinks. And then in states like Illinois, where they legalized it, that just got drawn out into litigation now. And and so we're trying to figure out something to put together. So we're talking to all sorts of people in Illinois to figure out a structured dismissal of as much as you can. And so you can actually issue the licenses. Wow. Hopefully it'll happen. Hey, and, and let's also add and re- remember, like the Census Bureau just came out, right? We're restructuring. Like, let the gerrymandering begin. This is what's going to happen, right? Unless mm-hmm. we hold these people accountable, right? Like, right. again, we're not anti-Republican, but Republicans are anti-weed, at least the ones in charge. 
they, yeah, it's, you know, Matt Gates has been marginalized, but you know, it's it stinks. So anyway, what are the most likely ones to pass? Connecticut, Connecticut with Senate Bill eight 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 proposed by Democratic Governor Ned Lamont. That's what you need. You have the the governor in line with the legislature. Legislature is set to adjourn on June 9th. So look for us to be going live with Connecticut's legislature. And you will hear arguments that are so ridiculous against marijuana. Uh, And tune in. We will be going live if we do. uh, I mean, hopefully we can do it. It's one of the nice things about doing what I do is I can kind of control my schedule a lot. Yeah, depending on what the world's like. What about Delaware? Delaware? House Bill 150. Oh, that uh, advanced by one House committee and now before appropriations, which could advance the legislation into full house. Delaware has a big, long history of activism. Uh, I've known a couple of people there. Uh, I really think they're going to do it. Well, let's hope so, because then, you know, we can ask the president, hey, you know, President nope. Biden, your state just legalized marijuana. What do you think about the federal government? You know, because he hasn't said anything about it except for firing those employees and then going about other business. And so uh, it's kind of quiet at the uh, at the Oval Office. It and is. So they they adjourn just when Rhode Island adjourns on June 30th. So there's still a lot of time uh, on these because, you know, what happened in Illinois, like that stuff came together all in like a month. And yeah. so they have two months. So it's it's enough time for these these legislatures to do it. Uh, let's be hopeful that Rhode Island and Delaware will both legalize this year. Well, in Fort Rhode Island, uh, lawmakers are considering two competing bills because Governor Dan McKee's legal, uh, legalization plan and Senate Bill 568 in each municipalities could ban adult use establishments through the vote. So the governor's on board in, in Rhode Island as well. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much given, right? Like New yeah. Mexico. And then I don't even like how when we're doing this legalization, you still have to give the municipalities the ability to say, no, you know, you don't have to legalize it, or at least you don't have to have the business in there. And so California still, you know, many counties are uh, completely dry. Same with Colorado. Same with Michigan. That's uh, and, the, and, yeah. Well, I was just saying, cause it's just because the plant's been villainized, right? We have to give options so you don't have the homebrew in your backyard. Like this whole NIMBY stuff is just way. It's it's out of proportion, I tell you. But there's even good news in Louisiana. Probably won't happen this year, but it's coming. Maybe maybe November of 2022. Maybe we'll have a marijuana legalization bill in Louisiana. That has been out of a uh, what committee did it get out of? Well, it means the House, right? It passed through the Mm -hmm. House. Yeah, well, it didn't pass through the House. It passed through a committee. Oh, and so okay. like the House Administration of Criminal Justice in Louisiana decided in a pretty split vote, that uh, seven to five vote, that, that that bill should head to the full chamber. So it's going to propose that adults 21 and older can purchase and possess marijuana from licensed retailers. Two and a half pounds of cannabis would be liable. There you go. Now, that's a possession limit I could stand behind. I only have two and a half pounds, officer. It's my personal stash. Yeah. But but again, these are all semantics, right? Numbers, weights. We have to villainize and have a bad guy. But a hundred bucks that those five people were Republicans. It might have been. As originally introduced, the bill from Representative Richard Nelson, a Republican, would have put the question of legalization before voters in November of 2022 and then decriminalized if it was approved. So there was also a decriminalization bill that that made it through uh, the uh, Criminal Justice Committee as well. Okay. All right. Uh, But, you know, we forgot to talk about about Alabama, too, because... we Alabama did. and North Carolina both have the most promising medical marijuana measures. Because back to the uh, prospects, because uh, right. we just okay. No, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, Alabama Senate Bill 46, they are in session for another month, so May 30th. I don't mm. know if it's going to happen in a month in Alabama, but if you're watching from Alabama, fingers crossed. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and North Carolina has July 2nd when their legislature adjourns for Senate Bill 711. 7-Eleven. It's pretty hilarious. At least it's it not seven, uh, Senate Bill 710, you know. 
And, you know, a lot of people are saying Texas is another state to watch. It uh, already has a limited medical marijuana program. So MJ Biz Daily doesn't classify as a full-fledged MMJ state, but it could get significant boost from lawmakers this year. It already got the percentage increase. So now we're going to, they want to add, I I believe, more uh, uh, to the patients, the qualifying conditions. Right. And then uh, higher THC levels. So like Texas is a very slow moving state. It would be interesting because like Texas normal does a great job organizing. And then if they can continue to organize and get um, medical and then get decrim and then get full adult use, they might be able to get all that done in the next five years. Well, and and it's all about like how you do it, right? Like in Texas, it's not the citizens that can initiate the, the thing, right? It has to be a legislator that initiates it. Like you can't get a, a signature gathering, uh, campaign to make it happen am i correct because they do there's all different rules in different states and and like in in illinois you're not able to do the ballot initiative and most of the ballot initiative Mm. states they've already gone and that's you know kind of the point that now a lot of the cannabis legalization is going to have to be done at the bill by bill level in the legislature until Mm. we can get uh something from chuck schumer by the way who still (laughs) hey are you guys still waiting on chuck schumer his definition of soon is ridiculous. A Chuck Schumer will be dead soon. That is a 94-year lifespan. <laughs> Seriously, though. But, I mean, as, as disgruntled as I want to be about, like, how they keep punting the damn ball, you know, and, like, keep pulling it away from us, uh, we are so much further than we were. I mean, uh, I feel lucky. This is the reason why I do what we I come here to join you every week and every day. And cause that's all I think about, even as someone who lives in a legal state, like I have it so good. Like I go to the store, I can go smoke at the park. I don't get messed with, but one state over in Idaho. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just a, a bad guy. Like why? If I want to go, uh, fishing in northern wisconsin and a client calls me about uh, a membership interest in a cannabis company can i take that call well you know I'm, then i'm clearly violating wisconsin and federal law um, but it's stupid but again separate drinking fountains were were, were 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 legal like we have this morality and legislation thing that's just retarded uh if you're looking for me on instagram it's miggy 420 lives i actually got deleted once i'm watching the comments yeah yeah oh it's all right you can put your handle up there later it's uh, it for me i think that's fair i mean i don't i social media to me is always just for i just like to entertain like i don't i'm I'm not sure go ahead it's 420 you you're like i just like to entertain i'm like you know know it's entertaining the time (laughs) the time right now Nice little longer. Great. No. How's things going on your neck of the woods? But you're still at the uh, at the day job. I yeah, am not. Yeah. I'm in a place that I cannot smoke, but that's fine because I did smoke this morning and I'll smoke again because my life is not hard. The thing is, I have blessings and I have to do this because there's other people who don't. <laughs> All right. They did not end up where I ended up. Especially, you know, Americans from both parties want weed to be legal. Why doesn't the federal government agree? So according to 538, mm-hmm. Gallup poll has asked Americans about whether they support legalized marijuana since 1969, when only 12% of Americans supported the idea. As their most recent poll last November, the number has ticked up to 68%, the highest level support record. That's just given, man. I mean, the truth's on our side. Uh, legislators have often slowed to legalize marijuana for recreational use. 13 of the 18 states where marijuana is legal have done it via voter-driven ballot initiatives, just like we were talking about, mm-hmm. like the voter initiative, the people. That said, legislation is broadly popular even in more Republican-leaning states like Florida, Louisiana, North Carolina, and Texas. Marijuana legalization may appeal to voters in both very blue and red states, in part because it's an issue without... I mean, come on. We all like pizza. No. <laughs> I mean, like, we're going to argue about what goes Republican position on pizza. The only food stuff there might be a political position on would be vegans or like vegetarians or, or paleo, you know, or um, the carnivore diets. I, I wonder if the people on the carnivore diet correlate more to the Republicans and the people on the vegan diet correlate more to the Democrats. That's a hypothesis. We get a data set. We can look into this. I really don't care about this data set, though. But it's semantics. It's arguments like 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 the whole 
blue red thing. You know, what's that? Uh, the tell uh, Jonathan Swift, right, where he goes and then the big people and the little people, and 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 then the the little people were at war, and the thing they were fighting over is which side of the egg do you crack it open? Seriously, I cannot remember that because first off, this I believe is a. Um, Stevenson or Richard Stevens. What's the, I'm trying to even remember the name of this author from the time that I was like four or seven, eight. It's, it's, it's a very, uh, it's, it's not a children's book, but it's a very old book from like the 19th century, right? Mm. Uh, John Lewis Stevenson or Silverstein. Oh, the writer who did the thing that you're talking about, I think. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, from the 1800s. But, but the, my thing is, like, because he was very political, right? It's a toy. Mm-hmm. It's a kid's story, at least in our age. But at the time, it was an allegory for present, like, uh, uh, political beliefs that were happening at the time. Uh, but, yeah, there's a, a war over what side of the egg. And a lot of their semantics that we fight over is that, right? Like, we got more testing for the children. We need more uh, understanding about this plant in the endocannabinoid system. I mean, I I know more about this fucking plant than I know more about beer. Ah, that's hilarious. But it was Jonathan Swift. That's what it was. Jonathan Swift wrote Gulliver's Travels. That's it. A long ass time ago. A long ass time ago. Uh, it basically, I mean, I can't even find when they say that they published it. Oh, 1726. So, like, when I'm trying to, re- first off, I got him confused with Rich, uh, John uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. Somebody yes, else wrote. The Swiss Family Robinson, but that was like a hundred years, one hundred and fifty years later. This is why you tune in to Cannabis Legalization News for actionable information. Like who wrote Gulliver's Travels anyway? Yeah, and then and then when we laugh, I'll snort. <laughs> nice. Minnesota does deserve uh, some cannabis legalization love. So yeah, the Pew yeah. Research Center: seventy-two percent of Democrats and forty-seven percent of Republicans supported marijuana legalization for a, both medical and recreational use. So we just need another three or four years for the. There's one glaring hole in the broad support for marijuana legalization. That is, if you are a Republican over sixty-five, basically our core demographic of our audience. You know. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Republicans over 65 in the House, you know, just hit us up in the comments. Light us up if you're a Republican over 65 that supports weed, because evidently you're very, very rare. But the, the, fuck, man, it's just it's just one of those things because politicians can just uh, put it off and placate. Right. Like, oh, this is not a big issue where I'm more worried about the border wall than I am worried about you going to jail. I'm more worried right. about Israel than I'm worried about you taking away your asset forfeiture. Why I'm, are you bothering me with the cop that's arresting you for a harmless plant? You know, I have real problems to fix. Oh, so you mean all this crap that you're just currently doing that's causing downstream fuck ups and loss of revenue. That's I, not and that everybody wants unless you're a 65 year old plus Republican. But like I said before, in any major city in the United States of America, in any city in, right. in the world, I can find the bad neighborhoods. I can find the the, the messed up stuff to get. We, we 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 put everything to the side and corner it and say, okay, that's where all the bad shit's at. That's where all yeah, we're gonna put all the weed stores in there. That's where that's where all the the, the, the negative shit. No, it doesn't work that way because that's not how people function. <laughs> you have clean cut assholes and you have homeless assholes you have clean cut mm-hmm. people and you have homeless good people I'm not sure how many i don't know i don't know how many clean cut homeless people there are mostly because it has to be kind of difficult to maintain good clean cutted grooming without a residence i would imagine yeah but you know what i'm saying the the spectrum of of humanity is like it's it's, it's the reason why what bill involved when he's like you know where here's your sign Mm-hmm. Like if people had signs, it would make life a lot easier for all of us. Yes, I'm a racist asshole. Yes, I believe you should go to jail. Yes, I don't care. I mean, my sign just says, I don't care what you do behind your closed door. Right. Did you hurt anybody? Exactly. Man. I hurt somebody emotionally. No, but like physically, did you hurt anybody? I mean, emotionally, Jiminy Christmas, if we're going to start suing people over emotional distress. Oh, they do that. Just not very often. Okay, cool. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, 
speaking of the crazy laws that might be coming to the Senate, advocates are floating a new strategy to pass marijuana legalization in the Senate with Democratic support in question. This is coming out of the marijuana moment from a couple of days ago. Senate leaders are working to draft a bill that federally legalizes marijuana. There's an elephant in the room. Even with Democrats in control of the chamber, the votes might not be there to enact the comprehensive reform. Yep. Gear. Well, this is what we've been waiting for. And so I didn't want to, like, you know, snuff out the party before we actually had a bill that we could hype and say, like, this is what they want in the Senate, because we've never really seen the Senate's equi- uh, equivalent of the Safe Banking Act, really. I mean, the Safe Banking Act is in the House. It's made it out of the House now. It's hitting brick walls in the Senate. So what is the Senate's version that is actually going to be passable in that in that body? Uh, I'd like to see what's different from it, but we'd have to see it first. And then we could say, like, hey, this is great. But, man, uh, it has to do with the filibuster. And so mm. I didn't want to do a filibuster vote about, like, why. I mean, if Chuck Schumer's definition is soon continues, because I already scripted the darn thing. Uh, I have time to film it. And then so we could get that done just. And then we'll just have to we'll have something that's out there that we can always refer back to and be like, hey, it's finally soon. That video is now more relevant. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, you know, the problem is too politics, period. Right. Partisanship. And when people say partisanship, it's not like some people will walk into a voting booth and just go blue, 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 all red, blue, 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 all blue. Right. And because it's hard to pick and choose and know each person and, and what they side by like your, your values and all that shit. The thing too, is the Democrats suck at being unified. They are the shittiest, stupidest, like just no cohesiveness. Whereas Republicans stood by the cartoon president for four years and blocked all kinds of shit, like, like straight up illegal. Mm-hmm. Now that's coming to fruition. Uh, people willing to sell their souls because we all thought, we all believe we're all taught that the government's supposed to be there for us. It's for our, you know, betterment, you know, for a better uh, uh, society, right? Yep. Supposedly. But I tell you, man, this is what it's all about. And so like that uh, filibuster video we can do and then refer to it because you see what's happening is the budget runs out at September 30th and we're pretty much five months out from that, right? It's April 28th. And so May, June, July, August, and then you hit September. So in about four months, hopefully we have a uh, an understanding of what Schumer, Schumer wants to do that would be voted on as the budget reconciliation process really arises after not just uh, – September. There might be a few continuing resolutions to fund the government all the way out through December, but then they usually pass a budget and a bill and Mm. part and that becomes an omnibus type thing. So it's exactly how hemp, the 2018 farm bill, hemp stuck on the back of the the omnibus spending bill signed by Mm. Trump around December 22nd, 2018. Very similar thing. Very similar thing is shaping up here because it's the only way to get around. Um, uh the like the whole senate majority type shit or the filibuster the, yeah which it's it's freaking ridiculous that i hate to point this out that for years you know it's always been about like the activism the injustice the um you know people are losing their 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 lively at the time time is something we'll never get back right like lance Gore didn't get to see his daughter go to prom lance Gore didn't see his daughter graduate from high school lance Gore didn't see his daughter graduate from college lance Gore hasn't seen his daughter in outside in fucking five six years now so that being said if you point out it's the money being lost why is it now all of a sudden the center for these politicians when you point out what last year in what 16 recreational states 20 billion was generated what are they predicting for the two legal states four billion yeah four or five but you have to understand that money isn't in politics yet and so the the money for the billions in cannabis that's writing checks to your local politicians really isn't there in the states until after it's been legalized. I mean, the money's kind of there. And then for whatever reason, that money often becomes the licensed uh, players. But um, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you gave twenty five thousand dollars to a pact, a political action committee that supports the governor in the state that said he would sign it. And your team won. I'm fucking shocked. Yeah. Now, this is we are still in such a gray, ambiguous area. 
and 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 I'm just going to lead into the uh, the educational thing because it's the last thing that we're, we're last time for Greenflower Media because you know that's important when it comes to like infrastructure and getting into a market ahead of time, right? Because all these states that aren't even legal, you still have a chance to be millionaires. Like that's the thing what I've seen in Washington State, I've seen in California in the beginning of all this. The green rush is still green. But only in those specific states, unless you need a, like the barrier over here where you need like a half a million to jump in, which nobody that I know is ever going to be. Uh, there's it's it's worse than that. Like so when I'm setting up stuff for teams, I'm like, OK, guys, you know what an accredited investor is? Yes. Screw them. They're too poor. We need to go straight to the instant. You have to go straight to the qualified buyers and the qualified purchasers. We need to have the person that's going to be on your team needs to have at least $2 million. And so if 8% of the population is a millionaire, so like that's really it, you know, how many, what percentage of the population is $2 million or more? It's probably like less than five. It has to be less than 5%. Well, it's not just two million in pocket. You're talking two million liquid. Someone who's willing to walk away from two million. Yeah, it cannot include your primary residence. Two million, two point one, not your primary residence. Those people, that can be your preferred shares. Yeah, which is crazy when you think about just saying preferred just means extra uber rich. That's all. Uh, No, it's it's uh, it's a it's a preferred. They have a preference for the profits. And so it's oh. a very complex uh, corporate structure. So like you have different units or shares. And so they have different rights. It's kind of like how uh, Google Google runs or hedge funds run with limited partnerships. You know, I want to believe that these people are smart. But again, men, men oh, they are. No, they're not. They and then still around. Uh, or they're greedy, you know, um, and mm. like uh, they're they're smart and greedy. Uh, and so the, uh, the and, and some of them are quite well organized. Uh, yeah. And, and they also do not care, which is great, you know, but they uh, they do really well at like selling things. But they also want to demand their money back. That's when you have issues. Uh, not if you've done your, your capital raise appropriately, but yes. And that's another reason why it's always sometimes a good idea to try to collateralize one of the, uh, levels of your shares so that you can have something else for those investors so they can get their money back. Wow. That's just retarded to get in this industry, but on my level, no, for me, it's great, man. We're going to talk about business all day and the business is weed. It's, I just, I just, Back when I was a kid, you had to just sit there and be quiet in, in a uh, in a chair at a class. And sometimes they'd be like, uh, you know, Thomas, what's the capital of France? I'm sorry, I was sleeping. What, what was the question? Uh, and then uh, that was it. That's all you have to talk at the whole class. Now, all day, all I do is talk. It's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. It's not too bad, but I mean, in, 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 in regulation, again, this is what happens when you say legalize it, right? We, 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 we want regulation. We want uh, safety. Uh, uh, it goes from the investors to all the way to like the scrubs, the, 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 the workers, right? Like that's more my level where um, if I want to get into the industry, uh, as far as like actual be with the flower, um, not have like a podcast or do any of that stuff. I would like get my uh, certificates through the, the green flower media. Oh no, man, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to buy this for the company. So I'll give you the login. Uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, the green flower media is still running their special. So why don't you talk about it a little bit? Cause my voice is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, green flower media is offering uh, access to nine cannabis certifications for less than the price of one get digital access for just, uh, uh, 497 uh off of the uh the original price is 2470 each expert led uh, green flower certific- certification has been designed by the experts cultivators doctors entrepreneurs scientists and innovators shaping the cannabis industry forward uh it's really the the, the instructors are well uh i want to say uh they've been vetted for quite properly uh they've been in the industry for a long time and they've you have you're coming from experience. These people are coming from experience. Certifications certificates offered are include cannabis fundamentals, cannabis cultivation, cannabis business essentials, patient care, medical applications, compliance and regulations, advocacy, CBD, and cannabis extraction. Yeah, that's interesting. So, like, there's so many aspects to this plant. I think it's a good range that it covers. You know, it, it shows you how you can help you how to be an advocate, not how to, but like where you can help you. Uh, I think it's all about the networking personally networking and, and knowledge is where it's always at. And that's what's going to help you get to a better place than where you're at right now. Oh, you're on mute brother. 
you're on mute. You just lost your voice. One of the two. Yeah. No, I was I was hacking up a lung earlier. Not really. Just you talk all day and you get raspy. And so, but yeah. uh, green flower is it's good. And so, yeah, I'll be getting that here after the show, and then I'll give you the login cred so that you can take those courses because I'm in the Ganjier one right now. Um, you know, and I'm really looking forward to going out to the Humboldt area in October to see everybody. I have to follow up with the guys at Green Flower to see if we can do some content out there. But what Miggy and I were doing uh, today, we we did do some um, T-shirts. So you guys have been thank you so much for you know joining us. There's 239 people that are watching right now and so many people that have liked and subscribed to the channel. And we really appreciate all of you. And so there is a T-shirt round off that we've been doing. Um, I'm not sure if we actually have the pictures of those uh, to share. Do we, Lauren, of the T-shirts? There we go. And so there was option one, which I believe this was the winner uh, so far. Well, voting's basically closed. Voting has to be closed. You have to stop this sometime. And so that's uh, our shirt for the year. We'll let you know when they're out. If you are a legalizer in chief, a uh, members level legalizer in chief, we're going to find out where you guys are and mail you one of those. Uh, if you are a Miggy for if you're on the Miggy lounge level, if you're sponsoring Miggy stories uh, in that mem- member level, uh, if you've been a Miggy's level for four months, we'll, is it four months? No. Give it to him six because like these shirts are kind of expensive. They're nice. Yeah. Six months at the Miggy level, we'll give you a shirt, uh, I think, because because like the the larger level is twenty five, your level is five, so it's like five months, right? So one extra month, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, because you know, you should, you should. And then the the if you are a lounge member and you make it twelve months, we'll give you a shirt. Uh, and so that's kind of how I think we're going to run it because they are not allowing us to have merch on our channel. Yeah. We don't have that option. Uh, so we're going to try to do it with our levels. And and then that one is the show that we'll be doing. And then if you want to join us, Miggy and I, at a fish concert. I also have to buy the tickets to the fish concert. We're going to go to the Sunday show at the Gorge, uh, hopefully. Now that nice. I'm talking to these people, I mean, I got to, all the Wooks just hit the button. So, like, they just bought it. But, like, yeah, come out, hang out. We'll, we also have to see if we can do this. So we want to broadcast from the lot, like, next to the guy who's selling water uh, and, and, and do the show from there before the show. Yeah. Totally. And and uh and back to like, yeah, thank you for joining us and, and, and helping and donating. Uh again, half the proceeds will go to pot prisoners and the other half goes to help us create mayhem in the world. So we really appreciate you. Um what else we got going? Oh, so uh we gotta do the strain. We didn't name the strain. We haven't done name the strain. It's almost it's almost forty past the hour. It Let's is. Name the strain. All right. There it is. That is a pretty strain. Very tense, dense, it looks like. Let's say uh, uh, nice little hairs. Uh, more of a, uh, like a lime, not lime, like a light green. What kind of shade of green would you give that? You see, that's one of those more classic shades where it's it's almost dark. And so it's not quite purple. It's not quite green. It's not quite black. It's just a very dark color somewhere in between that. And then you see that with some red hues on the uh, the pistols that are there still. Yeah, it's a very dense bud. And so maybe it was a piece of popcorn or something like that, uh, more of a small. Uh, there's pretty decent frosting on it. And yeah. it looks like kind of like a... And one of the sugar leaves right there and the, and the, the lower f- the edge of it on the right hand side looks like a fairly large sugar leaf there that I might have you know trimmed off. But I could just be seeing things. Give you a hint there. It's a sativa dominant hybrid originally bred in the Bay Area. Nice. Right on, dudes. Oh, yeah. we even have we have all sorts of information about that uh, after somebody you know guesses it. We're not going to give that right now. Nice. I'm just checking them out. I don't see anybody hitting it. Nobody's hitting it yet. All right. Yeah. Well, what else do we have in the news? I mean, like we went through and we could do it. I mean, like that's a very good detailed breakdown of what's going on uh, and how the, the the law may actually be passed, how the filibuster works, uh, what budget reconciliation is, all that type of stuff. Do we got a winner? No, we got a roll call. We got a roll call. Go for it. Do the roll call. And then let's give away something for people who win the name, the strain. So if you get that name, the strain, I'll give you something. So we got a uh, uh, thanks to uh, Johnny McFadden, Gary Bazzini, Michael Carmona, Shana uh, Mirgan. Hope I don't kill that. Garth Case, Michael Varga, Lou Diaz, Hirsch Patel, 
businesswoman in cannabis. And thank you, Jeremy Gold, today for the five bucks, dude. Okay. Fight One is going to get a copy of the book that brought Miggy and I together 10 years ago. And if anything, it's just still more true because it's all the more constitutionally invalid than it was 10 years ago when we had even less data. But anyway, uh, Pyrobite One got it. Stardog. Let's talk a little bit about the name of the strain. Oh, yeah. There's some info on it. Yeah. Stardog Facts from Wikileaf. You see those? Yep, I got it. so as I said, Stardog is a sativa dominant hybrid originally bred in the Bay Area, California, as a cross between Ken Dog Four and Trey's Dog. It likely got its name from both the crystalline tro- trichomes that inhibit the strain. Appears like stars, and its Ken Dog Trace Dog lineage. People remark on the musty, earthy scent with diesel fuel notes. Oh, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Canvas lovers appreciate the strong, funky aroma, but it may be too strong for novices and first timers. The aroma. As described as morning breath, a truck stop, a roadkill skunk, and a vat full of chemicals. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, it is. So thank oh, you so thank much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Also, yeah, at Smoke in Europe from Instagram, you can find that person, follow them, and see if they have any more pictures of some dank. And so don't forget to send pictures of dank to us. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer and send us some legal good weed. Pictures. Hey, man, I know we got a couple other stories to go and, and time's getting short, but I really, really want to share the story that uh, 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 this is uh, so on the art Facebook page, the free THC. Um, it's going to be inception for a moment. I think we're going to see ourselves. No, nope, we don't. Sweet. Oh. So I shared this story on the page, right? This uh, we put Robert Franklin in prison, right? And he's begging Mike Parson to get him out. The I think this is governor. Uh, the story goes on, talks about his uh, his arrest, and uh, uh, the same people that wrote this story are the ones that helped Jeff Mazinski get released. My issue right now is because in the comments here, people are like questioning, like you know, like they're finding other stories about him or with this guy's same name, and it involves other drugs, right? Again, I wouldn't share if it was of all the other drugs. Here's what's bothering me right now. And uh, so I, for me, the great thing about America is we can search and do things in our, our government system has to document your your thing. And my biggest thing when it comes to uh, advocacy is they win when our stories don't get told. Right. If, if I can't find you, if I can't help you, then. That's how this uh, prohibition wins. Um, I went to so the Missouri courts. I found his arrest record. I found the arrest. Right. Because what I'm looking for is actual like the charges. I want to look for the, the cannabis charges. My issue, though, is when I look into the uh, uh, Missouri, because he's, he's, he's in the Missouri uh, a legal state, a, a recreational legal, not recreational, a, a medical state. He got arrested right before he went medical. I can't find his his uh, his his name. He's not popping up in the records. So I highly suspect that he did get arrested for just cannabis. And because it's not conspiracies, it's not a conspiracy that could be true. And especially in a lot of these like prohibition, prohibition enables bad policing and bad actors. And if this guy got arrested for just a a, a pound of weed that he threw out his window, because what happened was they were in an argument. It was a husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend arguing and the cops got involved and they threw out the weed and that was a story in the missouri times but all these other people are finding some bullshit stories and i'm telling you if i can't find his story in the actual system our missouri state system there's something wrong and and this guy could be buried under all the noise of bullshit people saying well he's also had drugs he's also had heroin that's not the case and until you can find something legit off the inmate records and all that stuff, you don't know. And as far as I'm concerned, it's just weed, you know, uh, and that's yeah, but then they're still using other drugs. They're just like, oh, it was just weed. Uh, but then there's some some cocaine in there, too. I mean, like, they just they're just still using substances to justify somebody being uh, caged. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're not treating. Right. This is the big thing. We don't. We believe in incarceration, not treatment. This is the. Mm-hmm. This is why we're all 
We did. We did. Like I was the I mean, like Joe Biden was integral in the Senate and maybe Chuck Schumer and maybe also uh, Mitch McConnell. It depends on how long they've been tenured in the Senate. But in the early 90s, in the mid 90s, with the crime bill that Bill Clinton uh, signed into law, it was a lot of draconian sentencing that was happening 20, 30 years ago. And now we're trying starting to undo some of that. And there is some good news. Cannabis may be grown at the United States Botanic Gardens under a congressional lawmaker's request. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And so uh, cannabis can be grown at uh, the, the, the U.S. Botanic Gardens in Washington, D.C. could, for the first time in history, include a cannabis as part of its national plant collection if three Democrats in Congress get their way. And those nice. Democrats were Eleanor Holmes Norton from uh, District of Columbia, Barbara Lee from California, and Earl Blumenauer uh, from Oregon. I bet we could probably get some of them on the show. We should ask them, starting with Blumenauer and then working our way to Norton and Lee, uh, if they want to come on and be like, hey, uh, how's the senator, or, I'm sorry, representing going? But yeah. it's, uh, it's going to include hemp. Not Noting the low THC version of cannabis is now federally legal and has myriads of uses in food, medicine, and industry. Love the, 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 uh, the cannabis, uh, uh, like how they just refer to it kind of like light, like, like just say it's cannabis, man. Just, just say it is. It's cannabis. It's literally just cannabis. However, the flower uh, that you've grown it for is not THC dominant. Neat. It, just, it's like russet potatoes versus gold potatoes. You know, I'm yeah, just saying. That's right. It's basically potatoes. It's like, it, or, or uh, you know, oh, that's a, a honey crisp apple. Well, that's a Granny Smith apple. Oh, my goodness. They're both apples. Right? Oh, yeah. This one's CBD dominant. This one has lissering, limbering terpenes. I mean, like each thing's different. Like that's the the legislatures. Like I, you know how you said we used to think like that, but still people think like that because there has to be these punishments. Like like here in Washington, when they legalize uh, recreational use, there's a five nanogram DUI. No science behind that. Do you know how much five nanogram is? Uh, it's it's easily detectable. You can't even like, but you can't even see that like that much. Like it's, I'm probably yeah. five nanograms it's right now. It's yeah. arbitrary. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm definitely at five nanograms right now. I would be surprised if I'm not. Right, and then like, ooh, I'm I'm, I'm crazy. I can't trust me behind a wheel. <laughs> no, that's that's complete garbage. That's not it's not how this stuff works at all. Yeah. Oh shit, man! We just constantly bullshit. It is. It is uh, nonstop BS, but uh, there's st- some good stuff here, you know. Yes. New York's marijuana social equity program is eyed as a possible game changer because right now Illinois has got the game and that game is in court. Yeah, New York uh, recently enacted an adult use marijuana law that many industry experts believe that the most robust provisions yet for including minorities, women, war veterans, and struggling farmers in the newest state, the state's newest industry. Steve Hawkins, of executive director of Marijuana Policy Project, noted the key provisions such as social equity licensing goals and community reinvestment go further than Illinois, previously recognized as the gold standard, but now bogged down in legal challenges. Go figure, yeah. dude. This is uh, very similar, though, to I mean, if we have that graphic back up and you and I can explain to you why like one's gummed up in court and the other one's not. And so like Illinois has this stranger rubric and you see how New York says 50 percent of the licenses are going to go to social equity applicants. Illinois didn't have that. If Illinois would have done 50 percent of the licenses are going to go to social equity applicants. And here's how you get a, a, a chance to receive a license. Uh, you have to score this on here's you know the state regulation on the um, actual application or the, here's the state regulations on how to comply for operating a cannabis company. Uh, and so you'd have to hit that perfectly. So you'd have to have a complete perfect application to be eligible to be in this lottery. Uh, and then, of course, if you were also a veteran, there would be a pool of 10 percent that would be allocated for veterans. And then if you're social equity, there's a pool of at least 50%. So you're, you're social equity. And then after you've scored them, you've seen which ones are social equity. You've seen which ones are veterans. First, you draw the veteran 10%. Then you draw 50% to social equity, which may include some veterans. And then you add in everybody else and keep drawing. And so by the end of the day, it'll be more than 50% social equity. But yet you didn't close the door to anybody in particular and then fall victim to 
the violation of the equal protection uh, equal protection clause or also the special purposes clause and uh, that's in many uh, state constitutions including Illinois but and also let's let's reinforce this is based on a ideal transparent situation KPG mm-hmm. has yet to explain how they they do the ring. Like, well, it's how you do cannabis application ratings is pretty straightforward, to be honest. I mean, everybody wants to say that's mysterious and you should pay me one hundred thousand dollars to do your application for you. And you should if you can hire me. However, uh, the thing is that what they're looking for is your demonstration of compliance for all the statutory and regulatory uh, obligations that you are under when you are operating. Your cannabis application is the owner's manual of your cannabis uh, operation. And so like that application is going to be 700 pages long, just like the owner's manual of your car is going to be very, very long because it explains literally everything that your cannabis business does and demonstrates your compliance with all the rules and bullshit that goes on. And so that's why it's so expensive. But then what you do is so you you ensure that all the statutes and uh, the regulations are in your application. And then you've explained how you're complying with all of them. Right. But didn't you also like when when the licenses came out, though, didn't you tell me that you had matching uh, applications. One got the social equity, one didn't. I mean, it just seems like a discrepancy. Well, in the, yes, but they uh, would be, it would be even more generic than that because social equity may have uh, individual uniqueness that something like demonstrating compliance with uh, odor mitigation or like demonstrating compliance with uh, your inventory control systems and practices, stuff that really has nothing to do with anything, any magic special sauce really. Yeah. Uh, and, and so those application, uh, you know, exist exhibits would get varying scores, which makes no sense. It's like, how right. come it's, it's A, B, and C? It doesn't, but, you know, that's that's going to happen uh, as you are scoring these because they're so complex. And then creating algorithms that allow for you to be able to uh, elegantly score them uh, is important. And they didn't necessarily do that. You know, it's... Um, and then what Illinois did was as opposed to having pools, they had a, a verticalized score. And so they backed themselves into a corner of unconstitutionality. Mm. But see, I, I don't think so much it's with the scoring system. And I know it's complicated, but it's complicated because it's thick and it's involved and it's layered and you have a lot of requirements. It's it's that's what makes it complicated. And the scoring of a, of a license like you and me, if we're walking to the same room and we have the exact same like arrest record we should have the exact same numbers come back for uh the 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 point system right like and then it turns into a lottery at that point yeah but then it's a lottery that you may or may not be allowed to participate in and so if you're not allowed to participate in it that means that they're treating a special class of people a certain way and they're excluding other people for a public you know, right that they are offering. And so because of that, you have to draft these things in a very nuanced and careful way so that you're going to draft it in a way that doesn't violate the special purposes clause of most, you know, states constitution, nor also the 14th amendment of the United States constitution where you're violating equal protection. But like, wouldn't you like, like, like what Arizona did with a, with a 25 K non-refundable entry fee, Like that just sets a par right there. Like, like that says right now. Yeah. Well, Arizona's straight up. Arizona's was straight up. Um, I'm rich, bitch. I mean, like it was, you had to have $500,000 in the bank. You had to have every single piece of all the vertical integrated real estate. And then it was a lottery. I mean, and there were still 300 teams. Plus it was like 330 teams for 13 licenses. They raised what? 3.9 million just off the submissions. That's right. So that's just, I mean, it's not, that's the imbalance though, right? That's the unfairness of this all uh, just because you need deep pockets. Well, again, it goes back to what is the purpose of your state's cannabis law? Why did your state legalize cannabis? If your state legalized cannabis like Arizona did to provide millionaires and billionaires access to a new stream of cash flow, However, you know, if uh, your your stated purpose and your policy goal was to eradicate the un- unlicensed and illicit market, yeah, you didn't do it. I think in either case, it's not working. Um, 
you know, but again, though, there's needs for infrastructure. When you say regulation, there's there's certain things that need to be checked and certain things that need to be paid, like paid like taxes, uh, you know, uh, licenses. Uh, you know, it's not about just getting a pound from your homeboy, breaking it up, putting some on the side and then uh, marking it up 10 percent just to make your own whatever back. You know, there's it's like owning a restaurant or owning a, a, a taco stand. I mean, there's a business involved where you got to meet all the certain requirements. And unfortunately, in the original hippy dippy days of just like legalize it, man, it's not that. It's about we're going to have a, a, a regulatory and uh, worker rights. Uh, we want to make sure there's protections. We got to make sure there's, and again, a lot of the semantical bullshit because everybody has this fear like cars are going to turn into bumper cars on the freeway all of a sudden, which hasn't happened in none of these states. Right. But, uh, you know, it, it takes some time. And now it looks like uh, carbon credits might be coming to the cannabis industry. Carbon footprint labels could be coming to cannabis. And so this is one of the issues that your uh, cannabis, at least your cultivation application, is probably going to have some plans for mitigation for your environmental uh, impact. Your, your dispensary may also have some environmental impact aspects to your application as well. Those ones are substantially easier. I mean, you're just a retail store. You're not necessarily a farm that's going to be pushing water into plants, drying the plants, curing and manicuring those plants. So it's more important in that respect. But uh, yeah, carbon footprint of the lawful THC premium indoor flower cannabis game. Yeah. I like the intro. Move over, Nutrition Facts. Food companies and consumer packaged goods uh, manufacturers are adding carbon footprint labels to their products. That's that's neat. I mean... But you know what's funny too, though. Like, yes, everybody, every hippy dippy person that in the early days of cannabis, uh, uh, even now, I guess, but like this, this eco friendly, uh, the world should, you know, make it better, uh, make everything out of hemp, which is possible. You know, hemp can replace everything plastic, but the industry creators. Eventually, yeah. like you have to invest in the research dollars to get that uh, supply chain online. Meanwhile, the single use plastic market from Walmart or, or whatever store that you go to, that's already entrenched. And it's terrible because that stuff can't be recycled. Well, and that's what, what the recreational markets have created with all these, uh, uh, you know, uh, making packaging. Yep, because there's a lot of packaging regs. And so this Mylar bag here, this probably is not compliant. You know, this was a hemp product, not a THC product. Yeah, it doesn't have the right childproof label uh, or childproof pull-aparts. But then some of them are just pill containers, more or less. So all these plastic bottles. But those types of plastics are are multiple use. You can actually recycle those. Some plastics you can't. But uh, it's just another thing. You know, pressure from corporate transparency on carbon is mounting from consumers, said Ethan Solovyev, chief innovation officer for research firm How Good. Just when you think a job couldn't be made up, there's one for you. It's the chief innovation officer. You literally have to make the job up. You're, you know, you're in charge of innovation. Yeah. A lot of people, though, when, when, when they're, they got that position, though, they have to also sell it. Like, I created this. Now I got to sell it. Yep. <laughs> but and, and it makes sense. But again, the, the footprint, I don't think we're there yet. You know, like, because the footprint are still going to be negative, right? Or not negative, but it's still going to be huge because of the plastic excess waste that's involved in the legal industry. Uh, if it was the like it used usage. to, be, huh? The energy usage too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole uh, uh, waste, the water. Are you are you uh, recycling the water? I saw one really cool um, product in a, a at Canicon a couple of years ago. Uh, the water, so they, they sprayed the water, the water drips into a system. The water would go back into a, like the walls, like a coolant system, and it would help cool the lights to prevent the heat. It would kind of recycle that. Most eco-friendly way you could probably do things, but can you imagine that build out, the cost? I mean, you don't, we don't have, the average guy doesn't have that kind of money. No, this is the cannabis industry. This isn't the average guy industry. You should have, you know, a, a corporate structure, especially if you're in the cultivation. It's, I, I still think that there should be a, a main street mom and pop 
opportunity for just a regular LLC, which I still wouldn't recommend simply because of the audit risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, until uh, until it's federally legal, then I would I would be fine with it. But like a hundred plant operation is like an unlimited number of hundred plant licenses, something like that. So you yeah. really require the people that are out there growing legally to get a license. Well, and then the entry into the market, just have the plant tested, have it tested for pesticides, uh, metals, whatever, terpenes, whatever. After, you know, test for the negative stuff that can happen to the human body. Then after that, you can do terpenes and CBDs and other components. I don't know. Carbon relabeling isn't as simple as setting out nutrition facts, is what CEO of Golden State Hemp from Fresno, California, Jeff Friedland, has to say on the matter. He said there's a whole slew of things that you have to really think about and go into it, from fertilizers to harvesting to transportation. All of those factors go into a formula to determine if you are negative or positive in carbon emissions. I'm sure that a lot of them are going to be, especially the premium indoor flower operators, have to be negative in carbon emissions. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a interesting to see how this will progress. But again, maybe they could buy offset credits. And so they'll get a hemp license for outdoor and then they'll just grow a whole bunch of biomass to yank <laughs> the carbon out of the atmosphere that they put in over there. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you have the conflict of the hemp versus marijuana and uh, um, uh well, you're just growing hemp. You're, you're, well, yeah, but it's a premium indoor. And so, like, there's no uh, way that the problem's getting in there. But uh, also then, you know, it's it's the trade-off. And so, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're talking about, like, just one big building with reverse air circulation so that everything pushes well, out. The, the hemp you're growing would be further away. You're just yeah. using it as a total aspect of your, your corporate <sighs> carbon. So, like, we're carbon neutral because we're farming an extra five acres of hemp this year. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. hilarious well that's gonna do it for cannabis legalization news guys thanks for tuning in make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news we will see you on sunday